right on the edge of sleep and wakefulness there is a contour I often sit right at that contour and begin the journey of conversations with you this contour is a place of surrender of being right in between two worlds the so-called waking reality and the dream state have you often been there on that edge lived on the contour now about trying to listen to this from that space i often listen to audiobooks and close my eyes and sit right at that contour where infinite wisdom and the wisdom from the book they blend together it's a beautiful blending and as two avanesses and wisdoms blend so beautifully I'm led into the magical trance and this kind of a trance also happened yesterday when I was at a cafe loud music played there were so many people I had just downed a double shot of espresso and with my headphones on soothing music playing I was reading a text It spoke about meditations and it spoke about how awareness higher awareness transcendent consciousness was interpreted by erstwhile masters like Krishnamurti and Ramakrishna and Heidegger and Rumi and Buddha and the likes the blissful state approached from an academic's perspective would compile all this and call it going home and that was the reason why at a second hand bookstore i stopped and picked up this book and as a bookmark somewhere the printed receipt was also found in the book and the receipt has begun to fade i could not make out how much had i paid what was the price for this book at that vintage bookstore called phoenix in california 
a few weeks ago. And as I tried to read the slip from where the cost had already faded and I could just make out Phoenix Bookstore, thank you for visiting us, come again. All faded letters and words I could barely put together. If ink has a tendency to disappear from the middle of the pages where this bookmark must have been kept and forgotten, this is how quickly past changes and can be erased and rewritten was the next thought that came to me. And it is so true. If I go back to the Vedas, or I read the greatest of scientists who have been talking about the uncertainty principles, the wave nature of matter, the right, delve into Schrodinger or any other great physicist David Bohm Einstein they all take us to a point and point in a very universally singular direction toward the mystery of one consciousness and they also point to how delible how erasable rewritable the hard drives of the past and the future are and what influences them as they've discovered through quantum physics is thought intention action Everything influences the past and the future. Mere observation has changed particles' behavior to a wave. And just turning away turns them back into something else. So if the tiniest particle in this universe can act as a wave and as a particle depending on whether we're looking at it or not. Similarly, we influence the behavior of things in the past and the future by just observing them or not. So if you and I believe that a certain thing has happened in the past, it becomes a firm written text in the history books. It's because we've been taught them in a certain way that they are in that way. Else, it's all a volatile soup of probabilities. And if we choose a particular probability, invest all our belief and faith in it so it becomes a reality. We manifest the past and the present and the future as we go along. Sounds so strange, but today... 
This is where physics is, where science is. In this dynamic universe of moving energies darting left and right, you and I are energy dancers to waves, superposing on each other with emotional energy, spiritual energy, physical energy. Everything that appears physical is just a probability. You and I are blinking into existence and out of it, just like each particle that composes us. Why is it so hard to believe? When science says 99.999999 to the 11th place, is emptiness, that fractional point zero 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 to the tenth place one is what we are as matter. Everything else is vacancy, is void, and this void is full of palpable energy and wisdom and awareness, and the science is looking for answers, probing in the dark, calling it dark energy, probing in all directions, picking up clues. And as all that happens, in this dance of nothingness, you and I are always looking for solidity. We're always looking for certainty. We want our past to be where it was, and we want our present to be where it is. My car, my house, my job, my relationships. When I get up in the morning, they should be where they were. All my problems also should just be where they were. We don't want anything to change. But ladies and gentlemen, change is the only moving, rhythmic constant in this universe. Change is the music that plays throughout creation. Change is the norm. Shifting consciousness is what we are. We're born to love in this dynamic. We're here to play the balancing act. We're always tap dancing in this fathomed, presumed, constant reality. Whereas, when we feel stuck and when we feel caught up and when we feel immobile and inflexible. Remember, remember there's a tug of war that is always on and the only constant is change, movement. And you and I are always in the sea of movement, trying to synchronize our lives our actions, our behaviors, to the dynamic changes that keep happening in our circumstances, in our lives. There is not a dull moment, there is no drudgery, if there is any at all. We create it. It's a figment of our imagination, and it has a ripple effect. It goes out and manifests instantaneously. We are rewriting the scripts of our past and present and future with our thoughts constantly. As all these beautiful things come into awareness, and I am not able to resist the fact that I need to come out and share them with you, 
I'm under no obligation. And so are you, under no obligation to believe. For the reality you will believe you will create it. And it's so beautiful what I just read yesterday. Ramakrishna had that fluid existence of letting everyone around him believe what they believed. His wakefulness was in complete, total, open-hearted acceptance of everyone. And I immediately sat down in wonder that the light, shining light in some people's eyes, the bright, lustrous look on their faces, the smiles that are radiant, it's all because they are in a state of love and acceptance. And as several books that I browsed yesterday, and I keep doing that on an hourly basis, looking for not answers but guidance and soothing calmness, I kept discovering love came up as one word that was dominant throughout the day. And as I sit here and recall today, everybody was talking about love as the primal driving force and reason for our existence. Love that binds us, love that binds planets and galaxies as gravitational force, love that exists as electromagnetism, love that is the emotional driver for everything that we do. Slipping out of bed and taking every action in the morning is dictated by love. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, breathe love. We do things for love. And the most selfless, unconditional, all-encompassing, all-inclusive this love becomes, the better, more beautiful our lives become, more fulfilling our acts. Love is the reason why I sit and talk and you listen. Love is the reason. And love is the only thing. You and I are built with particles of love. Blinking in and out. In uncertainties and probabilities. The only certainty in all this probability is a field of love undetected. And science is going to one day come up and say, Oh yes, we've found the remaining 99.999999%. It's love. And that's exactly what we name in thousand tongues and languages as God. It's our love. And when we dip ourselves in this honey, soak our bodies, our existence in the nectar of love, then it's ecstasy. Sunday becomes promising. And I look forward to Remaining in a state of love. How about you?